Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I got a lot of stuff to cover today, kind of going to be going all over the place a little bit. I got a couple guests. Congressman Greg Murphy will join us, uh, as well as Tyler Voigt from the uh, Americans for Prosperity, North Carolina, talking about the debate last night. So we will get to that. I've got some audio pulled from that. That'll be later in the program. Um, first, though, I, I feel like I have to start. This seems like kind of a big deal. Now, I'm not talking about the pro-Hamas people that assaulted the uh, the pro-Israel folks at the screening in Los Angeles and Hollywood about the uh, the, tens, uh, the October 7th atrocities by Hamas. that Because that happened. Right, there were a bunch of anti-Israel protesters. They found out that Gal Gadot, 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 she's Wonder Woman, right? The actress. Sorry, can't say that anymore. Actor. Um, and she is Israeli, and she um, she did a screening of the of the footage for people in L.A. It was like a private screening. She got footage of the atrocities to show people. And so a bunch of uh, folks from uh, the uh, you know team baby beheading rapists showed up and uh, they began attacking the Jews out in front of the, the venue. So that happened. But that's not even what I was going to talk about. No. A um, couple of photographers... They got a they got a great scoop, and maybe they were like Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty, right? With Mister Exclusive, where they just happened to be at the site of the thing that happened at the moment it was happening, and they got, you know, they got a front row seat to history to document this stuff, or, or maybe, maybe they knew something was going to happen. Just like Bruce and Bruce Almighty, the documentary with Jim Carrey. Um, I'm talking about a couple of photographers. Actually, four of them. Um, Associated Press, Reuters, some other freelancers that have sold their works to you know many publications over the years. But um, they appear to have been embedded... With Hamas, when they when they launched their attack on October seventh, that's according to a report from Honest Reporting. It's a media watchdog. It's operated by a fellow named Gil Hoffman. He's a veteran Israeli journalist. He has worked as a political correspondent for the Jerusalem Post for decades, and he says that this. Uh, This, this needs to be explained by these media outlets because the audience, their readers and viewers, need to know how they had real-time knowledge of the attacks 
as they occurred. How how did they know to be there? And in one case, it looks like, according to one of the video clips I've seen, it looks like one of them rode on a motorcycle with a grenade in their hand. I mean, that could be anything, really. They, they were not wearing any press credentials. They didn't have the big, you know, press written on the front of their vests or anything like that. They were... They were not identified as media. How did they know to be there? How did they hitch a ride there? Was it, it could have been one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, you're one of our uh, favorite uh, photojournalists. We love what you do, the way you capture uh, the light bouncing off of, uh, you know, the buildings at sunset or whatever. We're really, we are big fans of your work. Hamas loves your work. And so, uh, hey, we're going to have you come along with us, but we're not going to tell you what's going on, right? That's possible. Maybe they're like, we want to bring you along so you can see this, which is kind of weird, right, if they weren't, if they weren't proud of what they were doing, because I've heard people over the last month now claim that there isn't any evidence, there's no video or photos to support all of the allegations of the atrocities, um, and when, of course, there is, um, and apparently some of Hamas's hand-picked photographers were brought along. I mean, aside from the GoPro cameras that were affixed onto their helmets and firearms and uh, and bodies, their chest plates and stuff. I mean, aside from all of that, aside from the um, uh, you know the the social media posts that they made, the videos they shot on, uh, off of their victims' phones and then uploaded onto their social media pages. Aside from all of that, apparently they also brought in some uh, photographers. The photos raised some serious questions about whether the news agencies had any kind of advanced knowledge that the terrorist attacks were going to take place, right? So there are four individuals credited by the Associated Press for images that were taken of the attacks. One of them is named Hassan Eslaya who, as I understand it, he's a sly. He's a liar. No, I'm kidding. He's a sly. A sly. That's a little bit of Spanish there, I think. No. Um, there's also a fellow by the name of Youssef Masood. There's another one named Ali Mahmoud. And then there's another one, and I'm not sure if I'm getting played on this or not, but his name is Hatem. Hatem Ali. I mean, maybe it's Hatem, but it's spelled Hatem. Didn't he used to play for the Panthers? Wasn't he like a kick returner? Hate him? Wasn't that the guy's? No, was it? No. He hate me. He hate me was what he went by. Anyway, all our photographers, all are based in Gaza. And by the way, they all, you know, with the AP uh, credit, keep in mind, it was reported back in 2021 that the Associated Press actually shared office space with Hamas. One of the photographers, Eslaya, who is a liar, no, he reportedly, not reportedly, I've seen the photo, he was, he was captured in a photograph with a top Hamas operative planting a big wet uh, uh, kiss on his cheek. Eslaya, he was getting kissed by Hamas on the cheek. That top Hamas operative is reportedly one of the chief architects of the October 7th attack that killed like 1,400 people, 
including Americans. Eslaya's social media posts from that day have uh, since been deleted, but they were preserved by this media watchdog called Honest Reporting. And it shows he was at the scene. Quote, live from inside the Gaza Strip settlements, he wrote along with an image of himself alongside a burning Israeli tank. The Gaza Strip settlements. What is he talking about? He's talking about the attack zone, the kibbutzes, the the Israelis that are living inside their own boundaries, inside the Israeli boundaries, but what is considered to be Palestinian land. Settlements. So this is what they they call they call all Israelis settlers living in settlements, not just like in the West Bank or whatever, because there are no Jews living in Gaza. After publication of the article, a spokeswoman for the Associated Press denied any advanced knowledge of the attack. So they say they had no the Associated Press had no knowledge. You get that? The Associated Press says it didn't know. It didn't say whether Aslaya knew. It's just saying the organization didn't know. The, the Associated Press did not know. Reuters did not respond to a request for comment. The New York Times and CNN, which both have worked with the photographers in question, also did not respond to inquiries. Also, fun fact, the New York Times, according to the DailyWire.com's Brent Scher, the New York Times is actively publishing stories from a freelance reporter in Gaza who has in the past on social media, proclaimed admiration for Adolf Hitler. So, as I always say, get your news from multiple sources. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out 704-570-1110 1-800-WBT-1110 uh, by the way the uh, minister of national security of israel said quote photographers who joined hamas during the massacre are terrorists and will be dealt with as terrorists um, also, there was footage released of an interrogation with one of uh, the Hamas terrorists that was captured. Israel released um, the video, the, in- the interviewing and the interrogation, and uh, the Hamas guy said that uh, they've got pressure plates wired in their hospitals and clinics and schools. So when Israeli defense forces enter, they will trip the, uh, if they step on a tile, they've run the lines to the schools to blow the schools up. And then um, and the interrogator asks, what if they don't trip the wires? They say, well, we have access to do it as well. We can blow them up too. Think about what that means. Like the whole point is to blow up the school, to blow up 
the mosque to blow up whatever and then claim it was the Israelis. That's what they're doing. And that's probably what the um, what the AP contributing photographer, the AP employed uh, uh, photographer, when he's riding on the motorcycle towards the attack on the morning of October 7th and he's got a grenade in his hand, that's the point. Was that if you get shot, grenade goes off, you can claim the Israelis blew up a reporter. And then the world will cry out, how dare the Jews do this? Meanwhile, the U.S. House censured Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib for, quote, promoting false narratives about the war between Israel and the terrorist organization Hamas after Democrats failed to block the resolution in a Tuesday vote. The House voted 234 to 188 in favor of Representative Rich McCormick's censure resolution against Tlaib. The censure cited the Michigan Democrats' public statements and social media posts that defended Hamas and blamed Israel and the U.S. for the October 7th terrorist attack that killed more than 1,400 Israelis and 29 Americans. 22 Democrats voted with the GOP and three Democrats voted present. By the way, three of the 22 Democrats that voted yes came from North Carolina. In districts, that are now decidedly harder for them to hold on to. Wiley Nickel, Don Davis, Kathy Manning, they all voted in favor of the censure. I guess Jeff Jackson did not. I don't know. Maybe he was a present vote. I don't know. They just vote present, and then they don't have to take a stand, you know? So three Democrats voted present, four Republicans voted against the censure, and one Republican voted present. Lawmakers voted on the resolution Tuesday evening, so on election night, after Democrats failed to table the formal rebuke earlier in the day. And tabling is just, it's a, it's a process thing in, you know, uh, Robert's Rules where you table an item and basically just, it kills it. It's like you just table it, you get it, which is weird because it takes it off the table, really. So it should be like flooring it. You just throw it on the floor. Of course, if you throw it on the floor, that means you debate it. It's very weird. So something's on the floor, you debate it, but if it's on the table, it's dead. It seems like it should be reversed, but whatever. Last week's motion to censure her, the first one, failed because 23 Republicans voted no, including the guy who ran this resolution. But since then, Tlaib has gone even further. It's almost like when she got an inch, she took a mile, you know, almost as if. And... In the wake of the censure vote, we have got the uh, resident millennial opinion maker at McClatchy telling us that the three Democrats should not have signed on to the censure vote for obvious reasons that are not obvious to anybody with a thinking brain. So we'll get to that in a minute. So the McClatchy newspapers, uh, and I made a mistake earlier, I called her a millennial. I think she's a Gen Z because she graduated in in, uh, 2021. Hang on, Tommy's on the board here. What 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 year did you graduate? Twenty nineteen. All right, so you're close. Are you Gen Z? Uh, I think so. You're Gen Z. Okay. We all have our cross to bear. Um, so 
Paige Mastin is, uh, what's her official title here? I remember when they were, uh, it was much celebrated. She became an opinion writer for the Charlotte Observer, but also the News and Observer. It's the McClatchy paper, and there's like three of them in the state, I think. Um, lifelong North Carolinian, grew up in Raleigh, graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, because of course. And, um, oh, wait a minute. Didn't you graduate? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm. I'm smearing Tommy here as well. I can turn your mic off just as easily as you can turn it on here, Pete. <laughs> All righty. So I don't care. Full steam ahead. Here we go. Late. This is what she wrote. Late Tuesday night, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to censure. By the way, the word is censure, not censor. Censor, like a government censor or help. I'm being censored, you know, where you can't speak and they're putting bleeps, bleep, bleep, bleep over what you're saying. That's censor. Censure is you did a bad thing. That's all it is. It's a rebuke. It's a warning. It's uh, we don't like that. It's a strongly worded letter. That's all it is. Okay. That's all it is. They haven't done it very many times. I think like two dozen times throughout the entire history of America. And Rashida Tlaib now enjoys the company of those others like Adam Schiff. Four brains. Um, they censured Rashida Tlaib. Paige Mastin writes, the only Palestinian American member of Congress. Yeah, I don't care. It, it does not matter. It doesn't matter to me. Justin Amash was a Palestinian American. He never got censured. You know why? Yeah, he never said from the river to the sea. He was never chanting genocidal chants against one of our allies. Like that's that, I think that's a pretty big deal. He didn't accuse uh, uh, the president of his own party, for starters, but his, but the president of, of being engaged in genocide. Because that provides aid and comfort to the enemies. That, that gets, uh, what do the kids say in the sports world? Uh, they say it's a posterized, right? You got posterized. That's what, that, that's what the enemy does with this kind of propaganda. And Hamas is very, very good at propaganda. They are. That's why we are seeing what we are seeing throughout the world is because Hamas has been engaged in a propaganda effort for decades. That's why they ride around with, you know, grenades in their hands. It's why they wire up schools and mosques to blow up. That's why they do that. PR. And they have no value for human life. It's a, you know, it's a nihilistic death cult. Um, anyway, she says, um, She's the only Palestinian-American member of Congress. Um, The resolution introduced by a trio of House Republicans passed with the support of most Republicans and 22 Democrats. Three of those Democrats are from North Carolina. Kathy Manning, Don Davis, Wiley Nickel. But censuring the only Palestinian-American in Congress. Once again, playing the identity politics card. um, For her criticisms of Israel is wrong. So note what page the Gen Z opinion maker is doing. She is soft peddling genocidal calls. That's what she's doing. She is giving Rashida Tlaib every benefit of the doubt. Right? She is assuming that her intentions are pure, that she meant it in some other way. More than 10,000 Palestinians have died, she says, in the past four weeks, killed by Israeli military actions. And instead of searching for a peaceful solution, lawmakers are attempting to silence one of the only voices in Congress willing to question the morality of a war that the U.S. is supporting. 
there is actually, uh, Paige, there is a peaceful solution. We already know what it is. It is for Hamas to surrender. See, but the fact that Paige doesn't mention that indicates that's not an option she's okay with, which indicates what? That there is a fundamental belief that Hamas's actions were justified because, fill in the blank, I don't give a flying Fig Newton what your blank fill-in answer is. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. See, because they violated Geneva Convention, and now you want Israel to play by Geneva Convention. And this was the problem America had when it was fighting the terrorists in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? They don't abide by rules of war. And they expect you to. They expect us to. And then you get uh, people like Paige who are saying, oh, what about a peaceful solution? Okay, this person wants you dead. What's the, what's the halfway point there? What's your counteroffer? Can we come to a compromise? I mean, I know they say kill all the Jews, but how about just half? Can we do maybe a third or two-thirds, whatever? Like, let's just negotiate that. I do wonder if Paige has watched any of the, uh, any of the videos, seen any of the pictures. It'd be weird if she didn't, if she's going to write a piece like this, to see what Hamas did with what these terrorists did. The, the way to end the bombing, the way to end the war, because that's what this is now, because what Hamas did was an act of war. And so now you've got the war you asked for. That's the war they sought. And that is the war they sought, by the way. It's the war they have been seeking and have been participating in. They say so. They have told you that. You don't want to hear them. You don't want to listen for some reason, but that's what they've told you. So the peaceful solution is for them to lay down their arms, surrender, and release all the hostages. And that will stop innocent civilians from dying in the Gaza Strip. Now, if Hamas refuses, well then, war it is. And war is hell. And civilians, lots of them, die in war. Even when professional militaries, unlike Hamas, but like Israel, even when professional militaries attempt to avoid civilian targets. They don't, they don't go after civilian targets, and if they have to bomb someplace that's near one, they tell those people to get out. The resolution, she goes on to say, condemns Tlaib for promoting false narratives pointing to the fact that she accused Israel of bombing a hospital in Gaza last month, an allegation that later turned out to be untrue. Multiple news outlets, including the New York Times, shared the same incorrect information. Should Tlaib have retracted her claims and apologized instead of continuing to be skeptical and calling for further investigation? Yes, but that doesn't make her an anti-Semite. Her post is still up, Paige. Her post is, again, this is the soft peddling, the the apologia for Tlaib. Oh, yeah, I don't really know. Like, look, if this was a white dude, Paige would be all over this guy. Institutional supremacy, white supremacy, right? Patriarchal stuff, because that's how I've read her work now enough to know this is she. Like, this is the prism by which she uh, views all things through. And she notes, yeah, maybe she should have retracted her claims. Yeah, she should have apologized, but she's done nothing. She, she hasn't done anything like that. And then Paige, of course, dismisses this as just continuing to be skeptical. That's not what she's doing. She is denying 
evidence in order to do what? To give a voice? No, she's doing it in order to protect Hamas because that's what a ceasefire would do. That's the goal. That's, it's very clear. And if you don't understand the tactics of Hamas at this point, mm, maybe you shouldn't be writing about this stuff. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at the thepetecalendarshow.com. Uh, also uh, at Pete Callender, uh, on the Twitter machine. Do have a message. Mm, two of them, actually, from DK, who says, Pete, why is it that the 10,000 Palestinian death number is automatically accepted? Didn't we learn from the so-called hospital explosion and the 500 killed by Israel? That never happened. That numbers and information coming out of that area cannot be trusted. Um, well, yes, uh, DK, but I think you are forgetting um, the, uh, the, counter, uh, the, the counter argument, which is shut up Islamophobic. Okay. Uh, or Islamophobe. You're Islamophobe. Also, DK says, notice how when alluding to the hospital, uh, the 500 killed claim, uh, the editorial simply describes it as being untrue versus it being a lie. That's true. That is true. I wonder why that is. DK noticed that uh, because obviously DK is uh, Islamophobe and uh, should shut up. (laughs) That's I mean, really, that is how like that that is the, the leftist response to all of this stuff. They can't. They, I don't know all the time. Like, I don't know if they are this blind or if they think we are all stupid, you know? I, I, I don't know. And every circumstance is different. Every writer, you know, is different. But, but yeah, they, 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 they keep perpetuating and promulgating these quotes from Hamas and Hamas is a terrorist organization that lies. Why are you taking anything that they say? Why do you view with more skepticism something that the Israeli government puts out versus Hamas? Well, this is the oppressor-oppressed prism. This is how they view everything. This is critical theory, right? This is Marxism. This is the way people like uh, Paige Mastin has been taught to view all things, quote, critically, right? Which means... Everything is a power dynamic, oppressed oppressor. And so Israel is the oppressor. And so Hamas is the oppressed. And as such, you believe them. They're the underdog. The underdog always is to be believed. It can't be that the underdog might truly be just awful people, right? No, no, that couldn't. Oh, there's got to be a reason for it. This is cultural narcissism. The belief that, that everybody is like us. That because we value something, they must value it too. When literally they do not. And they know us. They know what we value. And that's why they play upon those those tendencies and those preferences. What else here? Uh, Paige Mastin, the Gen Z opinion maker. She says the resolution also says Rashida Tlaib is called for the destruction of the state of Israel by using the phrase from the river to the sea a slogan that has long been used as a call for Palestinian liberation. Of Jews, yes, of Jews from Israel, 
The river is the River Jordan, the sea is the Mediterranean, and when they say from the river to the sea, they mean they control all of the land. And that means no Jews. Should Tlaib, a member of Congress, avoid using that phrase, knowing how Jewish Americans might receive it? Maybe. There you go. There's the apologia for. Like, I'm not really sure. See, here's the thing. I have moral clarity on this. This, to me, is very simple. Very simple. You go in, you behead babies, you put them in ovens and cook them alive while raping mom so she hears the baby screaming to death. When you do that, yeah, you do not have any moral authority. You just need to die. That's all. That's Hamas. You either defend that or you don't. I'm going to have to put her on my list now. (laughs) 